In this episode, I am chatting with Ashley Kim. She is a certified professional coach who works with moms, and she really focuses on the concept of rage and how it's so common for moms to experience rage. But she's done this really cool thing where she has reframed rage as a call to adventure. So she's going to share what that means, what adventure means for her, and how moms can kind of rethink that rage they're experiencing and work through it in a quite a positive way. Uh, so it's a really cool way to turn something that feels very negative on its head and uh, actually get a bit hopeful about how you can work through it. So it's a really cool conversation. The work she's doing is really neat and I hope you enjoy. Welcome to the Around the Campfire podcast. They say it takes a village to raise a child, but I believe it also takes a village to raise a mom. I'm your host, Jillian Benke, the founder of Mom Camp. In each episode, I chat with busy moms who are doing awesome things in life and work. Join us for real conversation and community, because this is your village. This is the Around the Campfire podcast. Hi, Ashley, and welcome to the Around the Campfire podcast. Hi, Jillian. Thanks for having me. Can you start by introducing yourself, who you're a mom to, all the things you want to share? Yeah, I'm Ashley Kim. I'm a certified professional coach. I work specifically with moms with rage, and I am the mother to Maisie, who is 13, and Elias, who is 10. Amazing. Okay, so moms with rage. Let's talk about that, because that sounds like where we're going to head. Um, why did you choose that as a focus? Ooh, I did not. It chose me. Uh -huh. <laughs> I... Um, I had been working with moms for a few years as a birth doula. And then one day I, I say the idea fell out of the sky to help moms in a new way. And I didn't know what that meant. And I started Googling something and I found my way to, I think it was the website of a parent coach. Mm. And I read her bio and she said she had trained with IPEC, the Institute for Professional Excellence in Coaching. So I went to their website and I was like, I love this. I want to be part of this. So I went through my training, fell in love with coaching and started my business kind of with this mom focus, but more loose. And then after a few months, it was like rage. I should do rage because of my personal experiences. Um, now, now it's been 10 years, but there was a really rough period of a year when my kids were three and one, mm -hmm. that I was a mess, that I was a raging mess. So <laughs> I think rage is actually something super common in moms that does not get talked about because it feels... It, I, I mean, at least for me, I'm not going to say for everybody. And if you don't feel this, please don't take this on. But, um, you know, shameful, like you feel there's so much mom guilt tied into rage and those feelings that you feel and not, you know, maybe being able to control. And, and I think the more we talk about it, I don't want to normalize it because it's it can be overcome and it's something that we can solve, but it's common right? So you're not alone in these experiences. They could happen frequently, they could happen seldom, but they do happen. And it is common, right? So we, we, in your coaching, do you help women overcome that rage? I know you've sort of pivoted a little bit to how you're thinking about rage. So what do you typically, how do you typically work with moms? 
So my, I guess what I used to say was that rage is like an alarm clock telling us to wake up to something. And so over time, I've changed that just a little bit to, to rage is a call to adventure. It is telling us that there is a truer version of ourselves trapped within us. And she is banging on the walls, kicking at the doors, screaming at her children, trying to get out. Wow. And so it's about addressing her needs and helping pull her out little by little, excavate her. Mm -hmm. Well, and I think it's, you said alarm clock first, right? Mm -hmm. That's how, yep. I, like, I think both are still, are still true, but I love the adventure one because it kind of reframes it in a more positive way. Not that an alarm clock's not positive, mm -hmm. but it gives more of an aspirational side to it, right? Like there's actually something great. It's not just like, wake up, alarm, you need to address this. It's more like, actually, no, there's something calling you and it's a good thing. You just need to get over this and like get over this hump and figure it out, right? So I love that. And you, you have a bit of a passion for adventure anyway. So what does adventure mean to you? That's a great question. To me, adventure is discomfort for one thing. Mm. It's, it's intentional discomfort. Yeah, I guess I would sum it up. That's a little bit vague, but that is what it is when I think, or to me, when I think of adventure, I don't think it's necessarily fun, but okay. it pushes us beyond our comfort zone which is exhilarating too yes exactly yeah an adventure kid it can be fun it can be but i don't think it's a requirement for it <laughs> no no like if, for me a lot of times adventure is totally uncomfortable in it and exhilarating after Mm -hmm. Right. So yeah, it's, <laughs> yeah, I tend to stay away from things that are totally uncomfortable, <laughs> but I think that that it's like a challenge. It, it's, it's exciting to know that you've come through this thing. And sometimes adventure, like I said, can be fun as you're going through it. Right. Um, okay. So are we saying moms should go climb mountains or what are you, how are you encouraging women? Like what could adventure mean in someone's day-to-day -day life? It really depends on the individual. Mm -hmm. It doesn't have to mean that. I mean, I don't know for any one person, I can't predict what their kind of external manifestation of adventure would look like. For sure. And it may not look like anything like that. Their adventure could be I said no to somebody who mm. I usually say yes to, even though I don't want to. I mean, it, it really just depends. That has discomfort and can be exhilarating. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> when you come out the other side and realize it's okay. Right. Right. So, yeah. Hopefully. So yeah. Okay. Awesome. So I, there are some things that I just love from your website that you were saying is um, rage beckons the adventurous mom, the one who loves to dream to open to possibilities. She's never before considered. I think that that is it is aspirational. It's inspiring. It's exciting. So how would you coach a mom to start exploring and start reframing that rage for herself? I think that it's, it's right there. It's the, the opportunity. What's the opportunity here? That's mm -hmm. the question we can ask ourselves. What's the opportunity here and start with that. Yeah. Do moms typically come to you because they're experiencing those, those moments of rage? 
usually because that's how that's the shingle I hang out, but mm -hmm. not always. Mm -hmm. Sometimes it's just other mom issues or, you know, um, life issues, mm -hmm. but a lot of times it is rage and yeah, we're looking at what's driving it. Mm -hmm. There's usually a, a couple of things for, but one big one being, I would guess, or I would say kind of a shortage of self-confidence that ability mm. to, for example, say yes to yourself and no to other people. That takes confidence. It, mm. Yeah, it does. And confidence and trust actually in the people you're saying it to as well, that, you know, the relationship is strong enough that it can withhold this change in pattern. Yeah. Or trust in yourself that even if it doesn't hold, yeah. you're going to be okay. hundred <laughs> percent. Yeah. Absolutely. Do you have any tips for moms that if they are in a rage moment, what they can do to just kind of manage it? You know, a lot of people ask me that and mm -hmm. I usually say, Google it. Because <laughs> I'm not a, I, I feel like tips are unsustainable shortcuts. They're band-aid. And so I, I would say we're looking at the root cause, what's really mm -hmm. going on here. And that's much harder there's no shortcuts. But then I would also recommend two books. That would be my tips. Okay. Read these two books. One is, I wrote them down just in case, The Dance of Anger by Harriet Lerner mm. and Healing Rage by Ruth King. Those okay. are both geared towards women and anger. Okay, cool. So, and, and, and as I'm saying anger and rage, I would like to also add that my my definition of rage, and it actually came from Healing Rage by Ruth King, is an accumulation of anger. Mm. Like anger is a normal, healthy emotion. If we experience it and we process it in healthy ways, then it let goes, lets go of us and we move on. But the rage is when we have the anger that builds and builds and builds and we don't do anything healthy with it. And then it turns to rage, which is not healthy. I, I want to say never, but maybe that isn't true, but I, I'll say it anyway. It's never healthy. It doesn't yeah. ever come out in a good way. Yeah, or it it's just true. stays inside and festers too. It doesn't even necessarily leave. Yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. So if a mom is experiencing rage, I mean, get through the moment, <laughs> but then start thinking about what it could be signaling, you know, that it has been built up anger. Where is that anger coming from? Right. And yeah. how can you reframe it into you're being called to something more? Exactly. Right? How can you reframe it? What's the opportunity here? Yeah. And it's uh, and and I don't say that like that's an easy question to answer because there's so many layers. There's so many things playing into it. Mm -hmm. I don't want to oversimplify it, but that is that reframing is a great place to start. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I think, yeah. I if you can say what it, what is the opportunity for adventure, even right. So then it becomes immediately positive, but knowing that that adventure might be, like you said, just saying no to somebody, or it might be taking a night a week for yourself to go do something physically challenging that is an adventure. You know, it, it could be anything, but I think getting quiet and just asking that question, it can bring some things. And I would say try, right? Like, it might not be the right thing right away, but the idea that you're trying something could be, could be on the road. Right. And then of course, 
hire an amazing coach to talk to you, like help you through it. Right. Like that's obviously. (laughs) Right. But, but you just nailed it. I think with the, you know, we can spend lots of time in our heads trying Mm -hmm. to work on our quote unquote issues. And that's great. That's what I'm here for. (laughs) Um, But there is the, there is a time for action and you Mm -hmm. may not want to act too early, but you also don't want to just wait around spinning your wheels and not doing anything. So like you said, try something. Mm -hmm. Um, You don't know how it may land with you. Well, exactly. I think one of the things that I always suggest to moms is just taking time for you because it gives you that time away from your home situation, right? It's part of self-care. So it might be going to a cooking class. It might be a weekly walk with a girlfriend. Like it doesn't have to cost a lot of money. It doesn't have to be difficult. It, it, I mean, some people do like the candlelit bubble baths, but for me, I know there's always a kid banging on the door. So that actually isn't a lot of self-care for me. So, you know, what could it be for you that you just try and maybe you sign up for one, you don't have to sign up for a month or six months. You just try one. Maybe you go to orange theory. Maybe, you know, like it's, it could be anything. I won't go to orange theory because it scares me. It seems really hard, but (laughs) it's uncomfortable. I do my workouts other way, but you know, like, what is it for you that calls you and you can start safe and start building up. Right. Yeah. And you're looking at below that too, what's keeping me from doing this? Mm, Great question. Great question. What's stopping me? What's standing in my way? And sometimes it may be, or we'll, we'll initially come up with external reasons. I don't have time. I don't have money. I don't have childcare, but, and some of that may be absolutely set in stone true, but a lot of times what we find is really going on is some belief, some thought pattern, that's keeping us stuck in that place. For sure. For sure. I know like for me, when I first got sort of started on taking time for myself, I didn't want to ask my husband if it was cool that I just took off for an hour or, you know, and he was absolutely fine with it because he wanted to do it too. Right. Like it's absolutely fine, but we get it stuck in our heads. Like you said that, oh, well, no, they'll, they wouldn't want that. Or I don't want to ask, or I, they already have so much on their plate. I don't, you know, it's, um, but you won't know unless you ask the question. Right. So, right. Right. We've got to give ourselves permission first. Yeah, absolutely. I love that. Okay. So what's stopping me from doing this? I sort of like, I'm envisioning like brainstorming a list of all the things that adventure could mean for you. And then what is stopping me from doing any of these? And I love that moment. I've seen it where it's like, oh, actually nothing. Right. Like (laughs) it's just like when you actually get to the root of it, you peel away all those other things. Mm -hmm. Right. There's like, I could do this. And then, yeah. But the beauty of having a coach is the accountability to then check back in the next week or the next month and say, yes, I did this. Right. Mm -hmm. Exactly. And to go back around to the idea of tips for dealing with rage, Mm -hmm. the I forget what I was going to say. (laughs) (laughs) The thing about that is that, oh, I know what it was. These tips are out there. They're everywhere. They're useful. They're valid. Um, Mm -hmm. Absolutely valid. But we moms know those things. Mm -hmm. So the issue is always, or the question is always, what's stopping us? What's going on underneath? 
that's mm-hmm. keeping us from doing that thing. Mm-hmm. And so that's what I return to again and again. What's what 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 can we find if we dig down? Totally. Well, I know, like you said, your rage really came in when your oldest was three, three and a half, right? Mm-hmm. So it's it's almost like thinking because you see a ragey toddler, right? Like a t- a tantrum. What is causing it? What is the root cause? Typically, it's hunger, tired, or not feeling heard right? Not feeling like they're getting what they want, right? So like, those are like root causes that as a mom, you can go, oh, I recognize that in my child. I can sort of diagnose that in my child, right? So it might actually be very similar root causes for yourself and not getting what you want and not feeling heard, you know, those those types (laughs) of things, right? So if you can sort of, you see it and you accept it in your child and you try and help them. So could you not then see it, accept it in yourself and try and help yourself. Right. Yeah. Right. Exactly. And that's where we get, it's more complicated for us to do that with ourselves than our of children, course. because of we course. have that, especially I think as the generations progress, we're getting better at better at acknowledging and validating our kids experiences, but we still have work to do with ourselves mm-hmm. and saying, mm-hmm. It's okay. I remember being, because I was a stay-at-home mom for the first few years of my kids' lives, and I remember feeling really guilty when I signed my two-year-old up to go to preschool two days a week. And I was thinking, I've got to do this all on my own. That's a very common experience. It's like, well, I'm home. Right. That's my job. 100%. Absolutely. (laughs) Yeah. So, So it's harder to validate our own struggles. Mm hmm which is actually one of the reasons I started this podcast was to help moms out there know that they are not alone in this experience, right? That it is common and it is okay to be having these feelings and there are ways through them. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Gosh, it's so, <laughs> it's so complex. I know I'm trying to simplify it by making <laughs> it like a toddler or, you know, but I just think that there's something about recognizing that experience at a very simple foundational level in a child, we're still, ultimately, we still have those same root emotions, right? And yeah, they get covered up in all the complexities of adulthood and relationships and all those things. But ultimately, that's what it is. I know like my patience, like the rage would come out. My patience was way shorter if that's a yeah, you say I'm short on, but yes. <laughs> um, when I was hungry or when I was tired. Right. And so it's just going, oh, that's the cause I need to address that. Right. And then if it's deeper and I haven't been feeling heard for the last 13 years, then that's a whole other thing. Right. But it's, it's sort of, yeah, it's being able to kind of see it in yourself. And if that's working with a coach or working with a therapist or working with whoever, it's so valuable to understand that. So rage is a call to adventure. I love it. I love it. And that adventure is sort of that self-discovery, right? Absolutely. And problem solving too. Yes. Because we don't want to leave you hanging with knowing a lot about yourself, but not putting anything into action. Well, that's it. Coming up to the, with those solutions, right? Some of what Mm -hmm. we've talked about, but then also just working through it. I love Mm -hmm. it. So good. So I just really appreciate the position you're taking of reframing it to something that can turn into a positive right? Like I don't think rage itself can really be viewed as a positive, but it can be a call to something positive. 
right? Like this, it almost comes with that. It's going to be okay. Right. Yeah. Like, it, yeah, it's going to be uncomfortable and you're going to maybe be on a cliffside and you're not going to feel good in the moment, but it's going to be okay. Right. That call to something positive. I really, exactly. It, it makes it hopeful. Yeah. As opposed to, you know, that overwhelming feeling shameful so, and yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I love it. Okay. I am going to ask you some questions that I ask all my guests. Okay. Uh, I know you're familiar with them. And then if more comes up on this rage conversation, awesome. Um, but I, I want to, I want to find out your answers to these. So the first one is how do you define balance for yourself and for your family? I don't really think of balance much. Mm-hmm. I would say balance is a value that I don't hold. Cool. Okay. Yeah. So I Absolutely. don't, it's just kind of a non-issue. Okay. I don't really think about it unless somebody asked me specifically about it. So then I would ask, do you feel your life is fairly balanced? Like you never feel sort of out of balance. I guess not. Cool. That's awesome. <laughs> Which I, I would say not feeling out of balance doesn't mean I feel in balance. It just right. is not how I gauge anything. Awesome. If that makes sense. I love it. We've had so many different answers from like, oh, well, I don't believe in balance, but I believe in harmony or flow. And people have actually thought about how to define it for themselves, right? And put a mm-hmm. word to it. And it, and some it's a verb, some it's an actual, you know, existence, you know, so it's really fascinating. That's why I love this question is because I get a lot of like, oh, balance is bullshit. Like, you know, all of those things and people just like, no, I don't believe in it. And so I, I just love hearing everybody's perspective. So thank you. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. Do you make time for self-care and what does that look like for you? So I think self-care is one where I reframe it in a different term. I would, mm. I would say fulfillment is what I'm looking for. Mm. Am I fulfilled? And that is an of constantly evolving process of when am I doing fulfilling things? What am I doing? How often? And even discovering what do, what is fulfilling for me? What do mm-hmm. I enjoy? You know, things that I, a couple of weeks ago, I, played tennis with my cousin. I've, you know, I've messed around with it in middle school or high school, but I've never been a tennis player. And I had the best time. We were terrible, but it was like, (laughs) that was really fulfilling. Totally. Um, So just, yeah, it's that it's what's fulfilling and be aware that it may be surprising. Something unexpected comes along. I love that. I really like that definition. I really do. What is fulfilling? Because ultimately, yeah, but self-care activities that you typically hear, or even the other ones that come up, they do have that in common. They are all fulfilling and it doesn't have to meet any one standard of self-care. Yeah. I think I, when I think of self-care, I, or I don't know, sometimes it's like, almost like self-care is the absence of something, but really it's the presence of something for Mm, me. Nice. Nice. I like it. Okay. What is the biggest lesson you have learned as a mom? (laughs) I know there's lots. There's yeah, there's lots. I'll I'll think I'll pick the very first lesson I learned, which my daughter taught me, my, who's my older child, um, which is grace Mm. because she was continually, it'll make me cry talking about it. She could probably hear me talking about her, but, um, 
um, because she was always, she gave me such grace and I was screwing up all the time. It seemed like. Aww. In your mind, in not for mind. real. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So that, that's Aww. a big one. How can I give that to my kids? How can I give that to friends and family? How can I give that to strangers? How can, how can I give that give to people who to really yourself? drive my nuts? Yeah. How can I give it to myself? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh, that's lovely. Yeah. Go Maisie. That's amazing. I love it. Oh, so good. Okay. How can our listeners connect with you? Uh, do you like, where are you on social? Where can they sort of hear your wisdom in those ways and then get in touch if they're interested in working with you? Yeah, well, I'm on Facebook at Ashley Kim Coaching. I would also recommend going to my website, which is ashleykimcoaching.com okay. and signing up for my weekly email. I just send a every Sunday evening. That's how you'll find it. It says something like, what are you doing Sunday evenings? Right. That's where yeah. you sign up. Yeah. I send out something then. And that's where I kind of bring together everything that I'm doing or want to share. Awesome. Awesome. Okay. Well, I will put all of that in the show notes. Did you have anything else you wanted to share with the moms today? Ooh, that's a big question. I know. I would say trust yourself. That's, mm. that's what matters most. Trust yourself and your inner knowing. I love that. Thank you. That's beautiful. Awesome. Well, thank you so much. This has been a great chat and thank you for finding me and, and coming saying we have shared, shared values and shared ideas and let's talk because I think this has been a great conversation and I really appreciate what you're doing for moms and how you're helping them reframe, you know, a challenging topic and a challenging experience. So thank you. Thank you. I've really enjoyed our conversation. Thanks for having me. <laughs> All right, mamas, that's it for today. For more info about this episode, you can check out the show notes at momcamplife.com slash podcast. Hang out with us on Instagram at momcamplife. And if you love this episode, please share it with your friends. Thank you so much for tuning in and join us next time around the campfire.